Coming up. Always leave the cables in place. Oh, I was going to say the whole thing just to be different. Yeah, but you always get it in in time, mate. <laughs> God, you know, I'm so hungry, I need to fuel my fire inside. About refugees. And that is something that everyone can learn from. And the dog did not bark. That was impressive. Like your Jesus. All producers listening, check that out. How do you say that? How do you say that? How do you say that? How, How do, do you, you say, say that? that? Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? The podcast from BritishVoiceOver.co.uk. Let me introduce my co-host and partner in crime, Mark Rice. Hello. Now, hello. <laughs> Today, today's fun fact about Mark is that he is really rubbish at listening to song lyrics properly. Yeah. Yeah, I really am. And then I make it up in my head what I think it might be, and I get it wrong. (laughs) And my husband goes, no, that's not right. And I go, yes, it is. It's always been that. And we argue about it. But he's always right, and I was wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Uh, My co-host is Sam Boffin, who couldn't get her audio interface to work roughly five minutes ago and had to do an emergency switch out. So I'm I'm glad it's working now. Yeah, so am I. And I'm glad that I left the other lead in the booth, actually, because there was a yes. point where I was going to unpick the whole thing no. and thought, I'll never need that audio interface again. Oh. And that is something that everyone can learn from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always leave the cables in place. Always. Well, of course, we also have a special guest this week who is voiceover and broadcaster Nigel Williams. Hello, Nigel. Hello. Yes, I love a conversation about uh, an audio interface. (laughs) You were telling us a moment ago you're, you're a bit of an engineer at heart. Yeah, um, I'm not a, um, sorry, Samantha, uh, boffin, but um, I am um, somebody who understands and likes technology. I've just never really been obsessed with it. I I like to sort of know how the world works, but I've I've never really been someone who really gets into bit rates and stuff like that. You've lost me. For me, I've always had this saying, which is basically the machines work for us. We don't work for them. And if you're in a position where you are slaving over a piece of equipment, get rid of it. Get something simpler. That's true. Wise words. Well, look at look at all the tips we've already picked up. I know. And we're only minutes in. <laughs> Indeed. Now, now I'm going to tell you a bit about Nigel. Now, Nigel Good. has had an illustrious career in broadcasting. He is all about the radio except when he's on the telly or doing something completely different with his voice. (laughs) He has presented a really wide range of programmes for the BBC and commercial radio, and he is currently the breakfast show host at Jazz FM. Mm. And as a voiceover artist, (laughs) (laughs) Nigel (laughs) was chosen as the image voice of ITV, recording promos and TV programmes, really TV programmes as well. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. He's also the commercial voice as well, obviously. He was the voice behind the PC World campaign during the long-running Where in the World ad series. Can you sing it? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Where going to. Where in the world? <laughs> PC, PC World. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, he also featured on TV spots for Shreddies, Aerial, Intel and Cheerios. Uh, and I love this uh, because Nigel's voice was identified as universally comprehensible for an international audience by the United Nations, who commissioned him to read an extensive series of e-learning packages for its training programme. Yeah. Do you Indeed. know, I had to sign all kinds of, um, you know, non-disclosures for that because you're really teaching people how to 
intervene in a civil war part three (laughs) and you know it's not really as quite as dramatic as that but certainly things like clearing up the mess after there's been a civil war re-establishing national or local government or um, dealing with drug cartels or all these kind of things but they still do it I don't think I'm out Outside the bounds of what I'm allowed to talk about, I, I, but they still do it like every e-learning course, you know. So this do is, they? You know, yeah, you know, other voiceovers listening to this will uh, will relate to this in the fact that they're huge jobs and moments of it's fascinating because of the content. But God, the, you know, it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> uh, and I would sit in the voiceover booth with um, a bottle of wine. And, uh, no, Nigel. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you can't say that. I'm sure you can't admit to that. Well, drunk and in charge e- of a UN script. No, yeah, nobody ever said. <laughs> well, that sounded a bit slurred. So I thought I'm lucky enough to get away with it. So I did. I've always thought drinking and broadcasting is possibly the most dangerous combination. Yes. Worse than drinking and driving. University comprehensible, even with a glass of wine in your hand. Now that is an impressive thing. Let's have a look at our first script of the show and ask. How do you say that? How do you say that? So this is something that I have been working on this week. Mm. It's a script for a museum, well, a sort of exhibit about people's lives in Switzerland. It's a verbatim um, script, so they've literally translated it from the Swiss. And when I got it, I heard the German translation as well. Right. Interestingly. And and then they were going to layer my English voice on top. So I am a person. Um, I'm, I'm one of two sisters in this. This is what I was. Like a diary piece. Yes, exactly I like see. that. Like a diary piece. And so this is a little moment where she tells a story about her father. So it doesn't matter that we are boys doing this? No, don't, don't, okay. that doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just a story. Sure. So it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, it could have, could have been a brother, just as easy as a sister. Indeed. And of course, it's slightly, the, the, the translation of it is, there's a slight formality to it. I'll see what you do with that. Yes. Shall I go first then? Yes, you go first. The door to the apartment and the door to the house were always open, as was the door to my father's study room. One Sunday, we were sitting in the gothic parlour of the apartment. Our father was taking a nap and our dog was asleep too. Then when father went down to the study room, he saw that someone had broken in. The burglar had tried to open the desk with a letter opener, but it broke. When that didn't work, the burglar went down to the basement and got a steel block. He used that block to break open the furniture and took the money. Fortunately, none of us heard anything and the dog did not bark. That was impressive. Originally, when I read that, I wondered if that should have been, unfortunately, none of us heard anything. Well, no, because oh. if, if they had heard anything... Oh, if they'd interrupted him, yeah. Then they might have... I mean, he, if, if, I guess, if he got a steel block and was, yes, was intent good. on taking the money, probably not, not, good. not no. good to interrupt. No. Yeah, yes. Now, what was interesting about that was you were quite perfect in your delivery. Okay, And yes. often when... I'm asked to do verbatim stuff. Ah, they yes. want me to be a bit more imperfect, yep. a bit characterful. Yep. Yep. We also had a big discussion on that last line as <laughs> really? to whether it was impressive that the dog didn't bark or whether it, the whole thing was impressive. Oh, I see. yes, absolutely. Yes, what did you think so. it was out of interest? I thought it was impressive that the dog did not bark. As I did, but that wasn't apparently the right, uh, that wasn't the right inference. That's always the so way. So that's interesting, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. was going to say the whole thing just to be different. Yes. Uh, not that I had... <laughs> and actually we changed that last line because of it. 
I didn't actually think about putting it in character. I really should, thinking mm. about it now, I really should have put it, yes, in, in, in more characterful terms. Uh, absolutely. But, hmm. <laughs> So, Nigel, would you like to have a go at this one? Mm. <laughs> well, give it a whirl. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the door to the apartment and the door to the house were always open, as was the door to my father's study room. One day we were sitting in the gothic parlour of the apartment and our father was taking a nap and our dog was asleep too. Then, when our father went down to the study room, he saw that someone had broken in. The burglar had tried to open the desk with a letter opener, but it broke. When that didn't work, the burglar went down to the basement and got a steel block he used that block to break open the furniture and took the money. Unfortunately, none of us heard anything and the dog did not bark. That was impressive. Uh, you went unfortunately. It's actually <laughs> fortunately. Ah, there you go. There's your lyric <laughs> that's, there for you. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> It told the story really. I mean, I followed the story. It followed the story really easily as well. There was a lot yeah. of drama in that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of drama. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the unfortunately works better for me. But uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but on the other hand, that isn't what she said. No, you... that's, not what, that's not what the script said either. <laughs> well, you see, also, you see, I would have definitely contracted. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, everyone contracts now. You would say yeah. didn't bark. Yes, you know, I did. I contracted did, did not bark. Yeah, yeah. You know. And interestingly, we, we've had a number of discussions on the podcast already that some clients really love it, some mm. don't mind it, and some absolutely do not want you to change anything. So I'm yes. guessing, Sam, this client didn't mind that. Often with translations, of course, they've 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 given you a, a, almost a formal version of what they've translated. So um, when I knew that, and it was also sort of diary verbatim, yep. I contracted everything. <laughs> everything I could contract, I contracted. I'd love to hear what you did with it. Okay. The door to the apartment and the door to the house were always open, as was the door to my father's study. One Sunday, we were sitting in the Gothic parlour of the apartment. Our father was taking a nap and our dog was asleep too. And then, when father went down to the study room, he saw someone had broken in. The burglar had tried to open the desk with a letter opener, but it broke. When that didn't work, the burglar went down to the basement and got a steel block. He used that block to break open the furniture and took the money. Fortunately, none of us heard anything and the dog didn't bark. That was impressive. You were channeling the little girl there. Yeah, that was really yeah. impressive because I could tell that that was a little. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell that that was a little girl. My throat is not doing its its thing. Um, but that was yeah, really nice. I, I love the phrasing in that. Mm. I, I thought it was lovely. It was a great range, and maybe that's a, a, a tip for people: is that not to be in too much of a rush. You know, those of us who end up doing these, you know, thirty-second reads where they give you a forty-second yeah. load of uh, uh, copy. It's lovely just to actually be able to let it breathe and uh, the the communication. And that was that was really uh, really good. I thought Samantha. I, I think you. Oh, well, thank you. I think you you can. Do, of course, you're absolutely right. Quite often we get things that are we're, we're pushing a much an overwritten script into a much smaller space but yep. sometimes when we don't it's it's just wonderful when we don't i love it if we you know because and in this one actually the swiss the original swiss 
was a much longer language. So, oh, you know, okay. even with those pauses, even with that, because it, it, the, it, the Swiss runs along underneath. Oh, I see. So even then I wasn't filling the space. <laughs> so it's room to breathe in all mm. of these things makes it much nicer and much easier, actually, doesn't mm. it, with, with the English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a, a thing with um, Austrian airlines, which has been going for quite some time. And nice. So they have Austrian German, uh, and that's so they always do the Austrian German voice first, and then inevitably ends up with them saying to me, "Could you read that a little bit slower?" Uh, <laughs> and, and they haven't, because you know they you know what the Germans do, where they stack all their verbs at the end of sentences, yes. and they're going, uh, you know, gefunden, and then there's all of this going yeah. on, and you're just going. Yeah, the guy walked through a door. <laughs> How much gap can you put into that? If, in yes. fact, many ways, just generally, it's actually more difficult yeah. to fill a space than it is to speak really quickly. How do you say that? You have also bought us a script, Nigel. So yes. can you tell us a bit about it? Uh, yeah, it's um, a campaign for Quaker Oats and um, with the cost of living crisis, the increase in the price of food because of the Ukraine war, I, I think that the brands are looking to see what they can do, one, to actually help customers, and two, to improve their image yes. by doing something, Absolutely. you know. So yep. that's a more, kind of more cynical view on it. But they, you know, they're trying to say that they care. Yeah. And you'll yeah. you'll see this all the time. They were giving away millions of free um packets of porridge where let's, let's face it it's really healthy food so you know i can pull apart the english which we will do in a minute but <laughs> so you have to care uh, obviously um and you have to sound natural and that is so often the case where they go oh you know we want this message put over but we want it done like you would say it caring and natural are two of sam's top points <laughs> I reckon this is in your wheelhouse, Sam. <laughs> yes. Very rarely in 30 seconds, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. That <laughs> is very true. It's one of those sort of three things. You can either have it <laughs> or you can have it in 30 seconds. Very good but point. Let's, yes, let's, let's have a little go at it then. Okay, right. This winter has been tough for a lot of people, and not everyone has access to a warm and nutritious breakfast to start the day and fuel their fire inside. That's why Quaker is partnering with charities like Fairshare to donate up to 2.5 million warm breakfasts to communities across the UK who need it. Pick up your promotional pack of Quaker Oats and each purchase means another hot breakfast donated. It was very warm. I, I thought you you got the warm considering that was a fast old read there. Yeah. I, I, I have to say I am scared of the word breakfasts. As a, as a plural is <laughs> yeah. not a very nice word to say out loud. No, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've made me think about yeah. it now. I didn't think about yeah, it when no, I did it. No, that's the thing. I like that. I, and you got the message across. In, in, this is what I'm saying. You're good at this kind of stuff, Sam. I think I, could, think I could have been better with my breath control, if I'm honest, with that middle one. I think I could have done a better... Uh, reading of that. What do you think about, Sam? What's go what's going through your head at that point? Are you thinking about the people who can't afford breakfasts or are you thinking about the words? Well, actually, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the breakfasts. I'm quite, I'm quite hungry, actually. No, I'm thinking about the breakfasts. I, I'm, I'm picturing bowls of Quaker oats with a lovely sort of, in that ready break way with this, you know. Yeah, do you know what I was thinking about the ready break thing? So that, I think that's what I was thinking about. And I was thinking, if I was thinking about anybody at all, I was thinking about children and and porridge. Mm. 
Nice. Well, I, I think that's a great thing. Really, you should uh, a, a bit of method is is a good thing. Oh, Sam's get, very get Sam's very into visualization, aren't you, Sam? So oh, the, I love the acting background, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm I'm more a words on the page boy. I have to say. Yeah, but you but always get it in in time, mate. <laughs> I, try, I try. I go quick. Absolutely. Well, let's give it a go, shall we? Here we go. This winter has been tough for a lot of people, and not everyone has access to a warm and nutritious breakfast to start the day and fuel their fire inside. That's why Quaker is partnering with charities like Fairshare to donate up to 2.5 million warm breakfasts to communities across the UK who need it. Pick up your promotional pack of Quaker Oats, and each purchase means another hot breakfast donated. I liked that. That was a very, that was a very warm read for Punchy. you. Yes. I thought it needed a kind of calmer, friendlier read that. I hope I got it in the time. You did. You, I, mm. I, I would imagine you did. You lent into your. Now, mm -hmm. you, you did pick up your yep. promotional pack. And I thought, should he have lent into your? And then I was looking at it and I'm picking it and thought, no, you probably is a good one to lean into, actually, if you're going to lean into something there. Because we're asking individuals to go and yeah. pick up theirs, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would have th as you were going through, I was thinking the emphasis on important words was quite good. Like, mm. you know, 2.5 million warm breakfasts. I mean, that's nice. Two, yep. It's 2.5 million, you know, so that is a great thing. And I tried to hit Quaker and Fair Share. Yes. Because that's always yes. important in a script, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But um, th there's always a counter to that is that, that when, when one does that, then it's not natural conversation. No. So sometimes the director will sort of go, yeah, it's okay, it's probably a bit silly. Um, mm. Just just do yeah. it, you know, uh, and, and think less. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 depends. It's, it depends what they want, doesn't it? You know, um, I, I've got a particular area of the script which, which I really don't like and I think is very difficult, bearing in mind they wanted it being conversational. Uh, and that is, uh, and fuel their fire inside. Yeah. When, when have any of us ever said, to, oh, God, exactly. you know, I'm so hungry, I need to fuel my <laughs> it's fire It's just inside. a sales yeah. line, isn't it? That's all it is. And yeah. in actual fact, if they'd have stopped it after a warm and nutritious breakfast, that would have been mm -hmm. fine. To start the day, yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. Can we hear how you did it though, Nigel? Because um, I'm I'm fascinated now. Yeah, I really disengaged actually. In, not in the meaning I wasn't interested, mm. but it was just uh, really very light. This winter has been tough for a lot of people, and not everyone has access to a warm and nutritious breakfast to start the day, and fuel their fire inside. That's why Quaker is partnering with charities like Fairshare to donate up to 2.5 million warm breakfasts to communities across the UK who need it. Pick up your promotional pack of Quaker Oats and each purchase means another hot breakfast donated. Oh, that was lovely, actually. It was more conversation. It, yep. it, it, it felt... Yeah, it did. It felt really warm. I felt, yeah, I felt as though I really knew your voice. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I, I really, it kind of really resonated. It felt really, yeah. Well, what I did with the fuel fire inside is I broke it off. Yeah. And I so yeah. to start the day, and fuel their fire inside. And yeah. I thought if I do that, I'm almost you know kicking it out yes, I know yes. of the script. And that's how I got comfortable with that. that. But um, yeah, outside of that, I would, you know, just think of uh, the people. I mean, uh, Mark, you know, with the 2.5 million, I think you, you got that right. The fact that that's really important. What I liked, what I really liked was the fact that you weren't overly precise with anything, which mm. I really liked because I yeah. think that's, you know, that that's what gives it that 
I hate to use it, authenticity. <laughs> that authenticity, yes. but it gave, it gives it a nice, you know, uh, a really normal, natural, ordinary feel in the nicest way. Yeah, we all, we all spend our time trying to be perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the clients are just saying, we don't want yeah. that. We, mm. want, uh, we want what's really out there. Ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Or just, you know, sometimes even quirky. I mean, just think of the number of really big campaigns you hear at the moment. You go, that voice is frankly awful. <laughs> uh, uh, and yet it's conveying sort of some kind of, uh, you know, reality, if you like. Yeah. How do you say that? So this is the moment that we really love. Yes. It's the wild card Hooray. bit. So let's see if we can approach these scripts a different way. Different, yes. So Nigel, can you pick mm. one of these scripts and give Mark a new motivation? Be kind. <laughs> yeah, let's, shall we pretend that we're trying to squeeze it in to yeah, one of those situations where the producer has sent you the script and you go, yeah, oh, that's a 40, no problem. And they go, yeah, and it's a 20 second ad. And you go, well, I'm going to have to sub it. Oh, no, we can't sub it. The client's written, uh, the client has signed it off. Oh, so you have got to do this script. So please, you've got this, Mark. As... <laughs> fast as you okay. possibly all right, can. As fast as right? I can, but try not to lose all of the meaning of it. Right, okay, all right, here we go. The door to the apartment and door to the house were always open, as was the door to my father's study room. One Sunday, we were sitting in the gothic parlour of the apartment. Our father was taking a nap and our dog was asleep too. Then when father went down to the study room, he saw that someone had broken in. The burglar had tried to open the desk with a letter opener, but it broke. When that didn't work, the burglar went down to the basement and got a steel block. He used that block to break open the furniture and took the money. Fortunately, none of us heard anything and the dog did not bark. That was impressive. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I don't I think I breathed, it. did I? <laughs> no, oh, no, that was brilliant. I was breathing that through my gills. Accuracy was, that was absolutely fantastic. And if we ever needed a lesson to how the meaning of something is lost by crushing absolutely. words together, there <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I agree with you totally. All producers listening, check that because out. Because you just go with, you've got to just try and get the words in, especially yeah. if they say you can't sub it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, see, there's, there's, you can't bring much to it at all, can no, you? No, in you've just sense. got to get the words you've, out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel, we get to pick one for you now, so be warned. Uh, and Sam's going okay. to suggest it. I do. I was gonna, well, I have a number of ideas, actually. Ooh. But what I think I'm going to go for is as if you are, I don't know if I've done this before, as if you're addressing a large crowd of people. I went to a rally oh. last night about refugees. Oh. Oh. And uh, the, guys, okay. the guys on the top of the bus really kind of spoke to the crowd. So oh, I yes. would like you to really speak to the crowd, the baying crowd of wonderful people. And which scripts? Ah, yes, well, the obvious script would be, this winter has been tough for a lot of people, mm. so I don't mm. want to do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. The door to the apartment. Okay. So, so, so as if you're addressing a friendly but enormous crowd, like you're Jesus, wow. basically. Okay, right, okay, here we go. <laughs> He's stepping back. The door to the apartment and door of the house were always open, as was the door to my father's study room. One day we were sitting in the gothic parlour of the apartment. Our father was taking a nap and our dog was asleep too. Then our father went down to the study room. He saw that someone had broken in. <laughs> The burglar had tried to open the desk with a letter opener, but it broke! Boo! Boo! boo. <laughs> when that didn't work, the burglar went down to the basement and 
got a steel block. Oh, yeah. Well, he used that to break open the furniture, and he took the money, would you believe? Fortunately, none of us heard anything, and the dog did not bark. (gasps) Now, my friends, that was impressive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. At the top of a bus. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's a very, very different delivery, isn't it? It's one of those. Were you visualising the crowd, Nigel? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to get into the zone of thinking what that situation is is like. Yes. Uh, And certainly in my time for when I did ITV programs, when you were sort of sat in a booth somewhere or other, and yet there was a live studio audience. They always going, can you go really over the top? And you would be in there screaming, you know, and they go, yeah, have you got any more? You know, a bit, a bit more. So by the time, you know, and of course, then the pitch of your voice goes up. Yes. Well, we also really want to hear your take on these scripts. So we've put the scripts in the show notes. And if you'd like to have a try at one of them, send it on MP3 to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. That would be great. And we can pick maybe one or two to play in an upcoming episode. As well as your MP3s. If you've got any voiceover questions you would like answers to, you can send your question for future episodes to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Our question this week is, how can you get a low-paying client to come up to standard rates? What do you tell them? Nigel, have you got something that, that you can say, or do you just leave that to an agent? Ah, no, I do I do both, and depends on what it is. Um, if there's potential for earning big bucks, then I would kick it to an yeah, agent. But yeah. more often than not, it's something where... I would say to people, if the if the if if they lowballed me, I was saying, you know, you're really that that fee is really for somebody who's in startup, and I've been doing this for a very long time, uh, and like you, I've got a mortgage and family to feed, so the fee's going to be this much, uh, or you're going to have to give it to a startup person. Sam, mm. do you have a do you have a tried and tested way of bringing lowballers up? I'm always very specific that my rate includes all the things it includes so in other words i go back with a this is my you know studio fee and yep. it includes all the prep x one z all the yeah, recording yeah, yeah. Yeah. all the delivery all the you know and one round of reasonable pickups and everything like that i found that once you lay that out there and they realize that actually it's not just you taking five minutes of your time no. to give them the voiceover so i try and beef mm-hmm. it up as yes, much as i can totally. i have often though asked them what their budget is there are an awful lot of people that don't like doing that. Mm. Have you ever had somebody say, actually, no, we can pay you a bit more than that, by the way? Only once. Only ever once. <laughs> so it is good, actually, to let them have the first move, even if you possibly do it. I don't like that, what are your rates? I often say, well, it depends. What, what do you what, want? What is yeah, it you... Yeah. You know, what is the script? Um, where is it going to be used? And how how long for? All of these things will 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 change the the rate and then, but I like to price honestly so I will once you give me this information I'll come up with a figure and then we can work it out from there. I think that's fair And enough. I find for clients that don't understand usage, Hugh Edwards, our good friend Hugh Edwards, wrote a really great article for Gravy for the Brain with a bunch of links as to why people have to pay usage. And I send that to clients all the time and they come back going, oh, I'd never realised that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really useful. And I will put that link to that article in the show notes because it's very helpful for people. Thank you so much, Nigel. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming in and sharing all of that. Gosh, all of that 
knowledge that you got from. Yes, totally. I mean, how many years? I didn't. I never said how many years have you been, you know, a, a working voiceover? Yeah. I started in radio, and then my agent sort of said, uh, "Do you want to earn some more money? Send me a cassette." So that uh, okay, that dates us all. Yes, so, but, but that's interesting. You've you've presumably had to keep up with all of the changing trends. I would say probably. Let's see, ninety-four. Yeah, maybe but twenty-six years, yeah, yeah. maybe something like that. Nice. Yeah, around, I would say around about that that much time. Yeah, and I think there was an advantage of being doing it in the late nineties um, and you know early noughties because digital technology hadn't really taken on. So you had to be able to read well. You were only going to studios. Yes, of course. I mean, the, you know, local radio was doing ISDN lines mm -hmm. and things like that, but the the big boy stuff was all done in Soho. And you got to meet uh, people, you know, who were really good at what they did, and they and they would coach you, so you'd get your mentoring there. Exactly, absolutely. It is what worries me about now, actually, in a lot mm. of ways, because there isn't that sort of training in the same way going on, because you you don't necessarily mm. get to work with other people who are, you know, in front of you. It, that does worry me slightly. It's a very different model yeah. now. You could say to yourself, if you're looking for a leg up, you know, you could say. Actually, I, I'm not so bad at this. I'm I'm okay at this, mm. you know, because you could pair yourself up against other people. Whereas now you can only, you know, if you're only doing online, you have to get here people's finished product and look at what you can do now. Yep. You, know, you can time flex, you can pitch a mm. change, you can just do everything and m make yourself sound better than you really are. So it's uh, which is it's, why we are hard. putting warts and all into this podcast <laughs> so that people can see where it goes. Uh, Nigel, thank you so much for joining us. We've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, we'll also be putting today's scripts in the show notes so that you can have a read yourself. Have a go and send it to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. We'd love to hear what you can do with them. And of course, it's the same email address for all your voiceover questions too. Yes, please like and subscribe the podcast and tell your VO mates and reshare our Facebook posts, all that kind of thing, if you would. That's about it for this week. But we will be back next week with more scripts and another voiceover guest when we will be asking all, all together, together now, now <laughs> how, how do you say, say that? that? How do you say that? How do you say that? that?